Hey, what's up? It's Frank here from datadriven.tv, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. If you like to think of data as the new oil, then you could consider us car talk. So I'm here at a super secret uh, gathering uh, of what we call at Microsoft AI ambassadors. I, I, I'm decked out in my uh, data is beautiful t-shirt. Uh, and with me is a bunch of folks uh, also from the DC Metro. So, I'm Carrie. Hi, I'm Rick. And that's Pav. We used I'm to work Pop together. <laughs> Hi, I'm Spring. And um, she's a huge Phillies fan, right? Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here. So um, I thought this was like a super secret squirrel event. So what, what, what is the AI ambassador program exactly? So Microsoft is trying to gather a cohesive message around artificial intelligence as we talk to our customers about it because there's clearly, and I think all of us would agree, that robots are not coming to take over your job, right? Maybe they're taking away some really mundane parts of it, but let's just say there's a lot of stuff being thrown at you all the time and AI can help you manage that. So I think we're here to figure out how to talk about it, how to deliver that message, how to be ethical about it, that's a big one. And uh, and so when we walk away, we're going to be. I, I don't. I don't. We're going to be so smart. It's going to be amazing. It'll be scary smart, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. So that's it. so. It's only two days though. We're here at the welcome reception in um, Bellevue. Bellevue. Yeah. I was going to say they call it Seattle. It's not Seattle. <laughs> and uh, just a little fun fact: uh, I was here for the snowmageddon of uh, Seattle, and it's all ice. So it's really hard to walk on the sidewalks. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah, and it's treacherous. There's a lot of hills here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never realize it. Like, yeah. It's yeah, fine. like if you have a car, it's not stopping. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So there you go. Cool. You know, I, I totally agree. I think um, there will be an impact on jobs longer term. But in the near term, I think ethics is probably going to be the biggest concern. Uh, you know, issues of bias. Yeah, you know, because if you have an, an algorithm that says this person's more likely to pay their cell phone bill late, I was planning on working on one's going to get killed for that, right? But if you have algorithms that start determining where police presences are going to be amped up and when they're not, or who's going to get paroled and who's not, that's a serious concern over people's lives. And you have to really, I think, be thoughtful in, in, in addressing this, the bias in there. Yeah. You know. Well, and also there's unintentional biases, right? right? How many how many um, decision trees have ever been made or rules have been created that once you actually start using it and the and people yeah. start interacting with it, that all of a sudden you have a bias that you didn't even model for, you didn't even predict, it wasn't even in there. Um, I think I'll bring this up. Uh, your viewers may not like me about it, but Facebook was not designed to be a Russian intelligence to do the election, right? Back in the day, all it was was a Facebook for college kids. And as the years have gone on, as the technology has evolved, it, we, it's gone in directions. No one could predict it in 2006. Well, well, not even that, but Facebook has been busted with running experiments on users to control their moves. Well, and the, also... The, making people depressed and making them, like... Yeah. So there's a, that is a huge attack surface oh, yeah. for anyone. Well, did you also, this was in our, in our training, was that 
Like, um, also, there was like super secret training before this. Super secret. Oh wow! But it's Double not, secret, triple. But it's available on the internet. It's totally free. Oh, Anybody okay. can find it. But you know how it has to percolate to the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Find it. Facebook owns the patent to help uh, to any advertiser decide whether or not a uh, a consumer is worthy of the product. So, say a bank. It wants to lend you money, and they want to determine your credit worthiness. Facebook owns the patent so that they can look at the credit worthiness of all the people in your network, and if the people in your network have bad credit, that company may decide not to give you a loan. That's what I'm working. That's crazy. And, and what's the what's the story? Whenever you're dealing with banking, there's usually some kind of regulation footprint. Is there any regulation around that yet, or that's so new they have to cut off? I don't think. It was actually patented by Facebook in 2015. It's now 2019. Um, wow. And I think it was an advertising patent that got used for. So this is where I'm saying we make a product for one purpose, and then it goes down this whole other thread that nobody ever thought, why would that ever happen? Right, right. And so that was four years ago, but they own the patent on it, and, and banks have been wow. using it to deny people loans. That, that's crazy. I think... We just really scratched the surface of this. And one of the things that's a common theme in our show is Something we talk about the, the law of unintended consequences. Why am I going you know, and I think, I think if anything, we, we see social media and Facebook and all that as kind of that being writ large. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Unintended consequences from well, well-intentioned design. Right, right, right. I mean, you know. But do you have a, an example you'd like to share for AI? I got one. I got one story. Cool. <laughs> well, okay. My favorite one. Yeah. So I live in Atlanta, so I'm all about the CDC. Uh-huh. So I always get, like, updates about Zika and Ebola and dengue and, like, all the terrible, distressing things, right? <laughs> but, like, the positive of this is that I was reading how AI is involved in, like, biomedical stuff. And I, what, the biggest thing that I think is most interesting is, like... Back in the day, epidemiologists would have to wait to study pathogens like a month after the body is dead and things like that. And so now we instead put a sensor in mosquitoes and study large, like uh, like thousands of mosquitoes and like figure out where they breed to get the ones that are infected with disease because they've been bit by some, I know it's morbid, I'm sorry, but it's bit by some sort of animal. And then through the sensor, we can capture their genetic information. Interesting. Yeah. And then we're, we study that. And so before, this process would take a month for epidemiologists. Wow. Now, because of AI, it takes 12 hours. 12 hours is the last thing I read as, as far as speed. To me, that's really cool because I that used is... to be interested in bio. So. Wow. What's really interesting is that there, there was a recent um, project where DeepMind, I know they're from a different company, <laughs> but uh, DeepMind did a project where they won some kind of uh, figuring out protein folding sequences. Yeah. Um, they they beat out um, like Pfizer, Glaxo, like all like all those big names. They beat it out because the AI figured it out, like on its own. Like they used a, uh, an RL reinforcement learning, and it's just like that's pretty crazy. Like I looked at that and I was like. They had. They, they were not biologists. They were not epidemiologists. Yeah. They were it's not. It's like studying experience, right? And like deep neural networks, right? They just set the bot on it, and the bot kind of chewed through it. Yeah. Uh, that so that's was. That's what I'm super excited. About. That was really cool. And I hope they teach me about it because I don't know about what I just talked about. 
And it, I, I want to learn about it. So you don't know about Siraj Baval yet? Just no. I'll send you a link to his YouTube send, channel. Send me. That guy is on fire. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. I want to learn about what I just talked about. Yeah. I'm interested in the policy side. Like I like the policy side of it. Um, one of the stories that stuck out to me the most from last year was in uh, South Korea, Roomba ripped off a lady's uh, hair. And yeah, it was it was as simple as in South Korea, there's sometimes, you know, foam mats that they sleep on on the floor, closer to the floor, and the Roomba just misidentified her hair as the breed because they didn't know what to look for. So, you know, having diversity in tech would have, you know, sort of mitigated that issue. It would have... It would have picked that up earlier, right? Right, or it so, would have flagged it as, yes. you know, if I'm... So it would have known what to expect. Right. The machine was performing its purpose, right? Right, right, right. And it was just, in, it was just in, in, an unawareness of, of the, the different cultures at play, so... Right. It was, it was interesting, yeah. That's actually a good point, because you think about these models that get deployed, and... They do their jobs really well. Well, they're trained on what they know, yeah. right? So it's... it's it, so then you put them somewhere else where the rules are a little different. Like, I had this discussion with somebody that... It's not a coincidence. All the test bed areas for self-driving cars are in areas without snow. Like the Bay Area, um, Las Vegas, Phoenix, right? Because those things cannot see the road when there's snow, where they can't see the lines. So it's like, that's, you know, probably not an accident. You know? That reminds me of, like, I read this thing when it was, like, trying to learn AI speech and learning and knowledge. It's like, identify a dog right. by looking at all these pictures. But if you define a dog with an animal that has four legs, maybe it'll pick up the dog. But what if it's a three-legged dog and got injured and it doesn't pick up the dog? Right, right. Uh, and you so get into that's some... when you get those errors. Yep. And there, so, yep. so There's an example yeah. of that where they were trying to differentiate between dogs and foxes. Yeah. And a lot of the foxes were just in the wind, or in the snow, right? And so no, they, it was wolves. It was, I think it was, I think it was snow foxes, but it, it, might, it might have been wolves, you're right. I think you, yeah, it was one of the, I brought my They were trying to teach it to differentiate between a dog and a, and a wolf. And the pictures they used for the wolf or the fox always tended to be with snowy backgrounds. So the algorithm just picked up on the snowy background and used that as opposed to the features of the different animals and then the species. So that's called like the black fox, right? The black fox of AI. So right. you don't really know what's going on in the algorithm. You just know that it works. Right. That's that's what I'm hoping I'll talk about is explainable AI, which is kind of like this frontier of if the black box, you can shed some light into what's going on in there. And actually, Microsoft was, that was, I think, part of the training leading up to this, was not... Uh, the super trick, secret stuff. The super secret stuff. <laughs> not available on Netflix. But, uh, but it was basically that it has to be transparent. Right. So how it's working has to be transparent. Because if you, like, like in the old neural networks, it kind of, they just threw it in right. and they weren't really sure how it was making those decisions right. how it was making the correlation I think one of the stories in our super secret training was about how they threw some information into a neural network box and it came out that having asthma is good for pneumonia having a heart condition is good for pneumonia what the correlation was, what the correlation was is that if you have asthma you probably have a pulmonologist on call and you're very, very sensitive to breathing problems. So should something go wrong, you're more likely to catch pneumonia than people without asthma who don't, don't maybe not paying attention. Right. right. So, but the way that 
the AI figured out the data was that if you have asthma, you have a very low chance of pneumonia. Needless, and so they couldn't figure out how it was doing it. So well, now, it's like that so logical fallacy of um, wherever you see a fire truck, there's a fire. So if you ban fire trucks, fires won't be a problem. It's kind of like that. Like it's like you can understand from that point of view, but it's totally wrong. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So transparent AI, how is it making decisions? How right. are you doing that's gonna be a yeah. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, we'll, It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. Alright, so you stay tuned. We'll definitely have um, uh, until they come and shut me down if in case this is super secret. Super super duper secret. Um, you have a great day.